out there, the best worker we ever had inside the gates was Adam. He did so much for for the cause of Jesus Christ inside the walls, and I always admired him and respected him for that. And now we know that he was out there, sadly, for something that he didn't even do. And Adam is going to talk to us this morning about his experiences, and I'm going to hand him this uh, mic and let him out. You want to get up there, or you want to just stand down here on the floor? If you want to, they'll hear you if you'll just... pocket or whatever you want to do. There you go. You'll hear, uh, Where we put it? You'll hear uh, the one bell and that means you got five minutes. How long have I got? Uh, about, to about 20 after. Okay. I don't know with your story that might not be enough. Um, can y'all hear me okay? Can y'all hear me okay? Can you hear me now? Um, that's kind of intimidating to get up there, I'll just say. Uh, Randall, I'll do, I'll do it for you, Randall. Um, I first want to say glory to God. I didn't know if I would um, ever get this opportunity to be physically free to be standing before you. You know, I drove down the road on the way here and I had all kinds of emotions going through my head. Um, It was so beautiful to be able to drive down the road. I think uh, a lot of times we take so much for granted. And I drove down this same highway back and forth for the last 12 years. I didn't drive, excuse me. Um, I was being driven. Sometimes that's a good thing. In this case, it, it wasn't so good. Uh, I was bound from head to toe in, in chains. Um, but uh, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful drive. But I always wondered if... Uh, I was hopeful, but I always wondered if I would ever get to drive it myself. And so happy I was indeed on the way here. Um, I was anxious a bit, not just that I have to, or that I was going to stand here before you and speak, but um, I was lost, kind of, because I didn't have service. So anyways, um, I'm so thankful for this opportunity. Thankful for um, the Lloyds um, to invite me out. Uh, the elders allow me to speak. The last little congregation, I, I said this, and uh, uh, one of my buddies said, there's no elders here. <laughs> uh, so anyways, I got a lot to say. And um, I'm not up here just to speak, uh, just to talk. This is not comfortable for me. And I want to say this because, you know, I want to put myself out there. I want to make myself vulnerable. I want to pour myself out to you. Um, I believe that whenever I tell you that I'm uncomfortable, when I let you know that I'm having so much anxiety uh, in my life, you know, I'm overwhelmed, um, 
I battle depression, uh, confidence issues. Um, I think that I can help you even more by allowing you to, so that you can know that I'm going through these things and then I hope that I can, um, at the end of the day, help you as I've been helped to go to the Word of God and embrace the Word apply it to your life and, um, and grow from everything we go, go through. Ultimately, we can help others. We can bring glory to God. So, Randall, I'm thinking about you right now, my friend. Uh, so whenever I'm speaking, um, like I said, this is not comfortable for me. But I know that I have a story to tell. And I know the Word of God has uh, come to life for me. And it's made a difference in my life. And, and I hope that the things that I say motivate you to get in your Word more. To get in the Bible more. And learn it. But not just learn it. I hope, I hope you apply it to your life. I hope I can motivate you to apply the Word to your life more. It works. It's a difference maker. I wouldn't be up here probably. I'm just going to say probably. If it wasn't for Randall. And the reason I say that is because, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I'll... T.A., thank you for what you said. Again, glory to God. Um, I fought tooth and nail to, to not let the bad choices of others get me down. Uh, the Word, learned it, started learning it. Got a long ways to go. Got a lot to learn. But I've learned a lot. And as I've learned, it's helped me and I've desire to help others. And that's what I did in there in that situation. Um, people meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And um, so I was a challenge myself in my situation. And one-on-one um, -on -one Bible studies, man, I love it. Um, I'm, in, I'm motivated. I, I, I love that opportunity. You give me the time to sit you down and do a one-on-one -on -one Bible study, I believe that I can help you. I know I can help you. Now, whether or not I, I do or not, a lot of times depends on you uh, or that's someone else. But the things I've learned, um, you know, it's just like any kind of principle. Two plus two is four. If Once you've learned that truth, you can confidently teach anybody. Um, so I was doing it. I was, um, I was doing something that, um, that helped me find purpose in life in a crazy situation. I'll talk about the situation in a moment. But I want you to know that, again, I don't think I would be up here right now if it wasn't for that guy back there because of this reason. He would come in and, uh, and y'all know who Randall is, don't you? Uh, he would come in and, and he's a special guy. And, um, you know, he's challenging himself. You can see he's stepping out of his comfort zone, coming into that place, denying himself, you know. And uh, there was this one day, I'd been studying on my celly, a brother in Christ, had the opportunity to assist him in obeying the gospel. And I'm trying to get my celly to step out of his comfort zone and, you know, um, leading the Lord's church. And I had Daniel that morning, I said, Daniel, I said, I think it would be a good idea to you, uh, for you to maybe lead at the Lord's table. And so Daniel, he's like, man, I've been thinking about it, and I think I'm going to. And I was excited. And of course, again, you know, I was saying, you know, step out your comfort zone, my friend. 
You know, this is my silly. He's, he's got to hear me every day, basically. Um, and this morning, that morning that uh, Randall came out, uh, I was on, way, on the way to the church building, and there's Randall by the door. <laughs> and Randall says, Hey, Adam, um, I'm out here for the first time by myself. And... And I, I, I know I can count on you. I, I want you to bring a lesson this morning. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, again, this is not comfortable for me. So, oh, you're talking about overwhelmed. I had so much anxiety. I was so nervous. But I was like, man, um, I'm trying to talk myself out of it. But my buddy Daniel, sure enough, he was behind me. And you know what he said? Hey, Adam, step out your comfort zone. <laughs> so, uh, so I did that day. And, uh, and um, you know, I think I did a pretty good job. I've been preparing for this opportunity for a long time now. I'm just wondering how many people in here know who I am or know my story. There's a lot of people in here that know my story. Or, um, so, growing up, I took a lot for granted. I grew up on a farm, two hog houses, two chicken houses, uh, about 60 head of cattle. Mom and Dad been married since I was a little kid. They've been married since they was little kids, basically. That that's not often, you know. It's, it's not the case, um, sadly. Um, had a good upbringing. I didn't always make the right choices. I thought I was cool. Did some things I wasn't supposed to be doing, but um, for the most part, I was a good kid. Went through school, cheated my way through school, uh, ultimately cheating myself. I was engaged to my best friend, and um, we broke up. I've been quit smoking everything, quit doing drugs, whatever, and I didn't do the hard drugs. Smoked a little, smoked a little weed. Um, so, when we broke up, uh, first thing that popped in my my head was, I'm kind of free, if you will, and uh, it wasn't the right mentality to have. Instead of drawing closer to God, I pushed God away. I turned my back on God immediately. I never want to forget that moment. So I went back to a fun place. Um, had a little fun. Worldly fun. Two weekends in a row were having some fun. I wound up with a murder charge. I didn't know nothing about it. I didn't do it. Nor did I know anything about this thing. But here I was in this situation. A crazy situation indeed. 
and I had no idea the, 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 the seriousness of this situation. I was adolescent. I was online. I was 24 years old. And um, I ended up getting married to my fiance. We got back together. I got married with my fiance. She had moved into a house, and I knew that it was the wrong thing for me and her to move in together. We'd already been engaged for a long time. Um, I knew it was the right thing to do to get married to her because um, of who she was. And um, she was a good girl. And we did. But I kept on having fun. Instead of drawing closer to God, relying on God, I, um, I kept spitting in his face. So here I am. I get a call. I'm told that today's your day, or you know, this is your, the day that you're going to go to trial. I'm excited. Um, I didn't see what was coming. I didn't see what was going to happen. Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't see it coming. So we go to trial, and long story made short, um, there's this big show. And um, it's really a game to a certain extent because you put your literal physical life in the hands of a man, men, um, and uh, whoever performs the best wins. And in this case, my attorneys did not uh, defend me, and uh, ultimately they lost, so I lost. I went to prison, an innocent man, and I had 51 years over my head. Fifty-one years. So, remember, I told you at the very beginning of this that, hey, I battle depression, anxiety. Well, uh, I battle that now. This was before I learned this. It was hard. Um, it was so overwhelming. Uh, not knowing, realizing when I like to see the TV one day in the county jail, first time I ever spent a night in jail in my entire life, uh, I see this this TV advertising um, a commercial for fast food. And I knew, I knew at that moment that everything has changed. It was my, something, you know, this is terribly wrong. It didn't even make all that much sense, but I knew something was different. And it was my physical freedom it had been taken away from me. Um, well, in county jail, I knew. I knew I'd been playing with God. I knew I'd been running from God. I knew God chastens those he loves. I knew it was time for me to wake up, quit playing with God, quit spitting in God's face, quit having fun. We all know the verse that says um, sin is pleasurable for a season. You know, um, it's only for a short time, it's short-lived. Um, I made a choice. I made a choice to say, I'm done. I felt weak-minded. I felt manipulated, deceived. And um, I knew I'd let a lot of people down. You know, my wife. I wasn't being that spiritually-minded man she needed me to be. Nobody I was around, even though I was a good guy. There's a big difference between a, between a good guy and a faithful man of God. Um... I quit everything 12 years ago in county jail. It's not to say that I don't uh, fight 
that temptation or whatever. Like some people say, God took that away from me. I battle the urge to smoke a cigarette all the time. Sadly, I know it's wrong. I'll probably never do it again um, because I'm choosing to deny myself. Uh, my influence is more important than my self-gratifying pleasures, and we can I can apply that with many other sins that I used to, you know, I do. Not saying that I don't sin no more, but I sin a whole lot less. Um, so the process begins, if you will. Here I am, an adolescent, going through so much, and I know a little bit. I know, like, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. That was my verse. I quoted it over and over and over again. That's really one of the only verses I knew. And so here I go through this whole system as a murderer. I've done, I've went through everything a murderer goes through except the murder. Glory to God, so be it. A lot of goods come from what people's meant for evil. I grabbed hold of my Bible. I started reading and studying it. <laughs> um, good intentions. But then thinking errors would, would occur. I'd be like, I'll read for an hour or so. And then I'd be like, there's no way I can remember all this stuff. I can't remember anything I read. Um, so discouraged. Still not, I don't know it, so I'm not applying it to my life. You can't apply something you don't know. So I'm battling. My uncle, he's a preacher in the Lord's Church. I, I figure he's about got the Bible memorized. At least uh, that's what I was thinking back then because he sure could quote a lot of scriptures. And I, man, I was having a hard time remembering a word from a the whole hour of what I just read. And I think it's like anything else. You know, if something's worth worth having, it's worth, worth working hard for. Um, it's like an eight-year ABCs. If you don't know your ABCs, if we sit down for a couple hours, A means I, B means B. At the end of the day, you're going to learn something. Maybe it's only A means I, B means B, and lowercase a, capital A. Um, a thinking error would be, there's no way I can do this. We sit down here for two hours, three hours, four hours, and, and all I learned is that, this, and uh, there's no way I can do it. There's like 20-something more to go. I can't do this. That's a thinking error. The correct way to look at it is, thank you for spending time with me. Um, thank God for the ability to use our brain and, um, and know that... If this is something that's good to do, then it's, it's worth working hard for. The correct way to look at it is, hey, if i got to do this for the next year, A means A, B means B, eventually I'm going to learn my ABCs. If we don't know our ABCs, and I know this is an elementary principle or a teaching, but it makes sense because if we don't know our ABCs, or if we don't know how to count, for an example, same thing, ABCs, knowing how to count, um, I could tell you 2 plus 2 is 4, I mean 5. I could tell you A means B, and y'all wouldn't know the difference. We wouldn't know the difference. But if we know how to count, we know 2 plus 2 ain't five, is not 5, it's 4. We know A is not, A, A don't mean B, A means I, and B means B. It sets you free, knowing the truth. Well, that's what this does. This is the truth. Sanctify them in the truth, the word is truth. If you continue in my word, you'll be my disciples, my learners indeed, 
and you'll know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, set you free. Free means liberate, and uh, it does indeed. It liberates you. It sets you free, free from sin. You know right from wrong. You can know truth from false teaching. You're not bounced to and fro by every wind of teaching. You don't have to be confused. We don't have to be confused. We can know God's will for our life. Um, so, something happened. Glory to God, he's given us a mind. I was starting to use it for the first time in my life, sadly. And uh, I knew that it was going to take a lot of work, but this is something I wanted to do. And I'll tell you that one of the reasons why I wanted to do it is because I just got put in prison for something I knew nothing about with 51 years over my head and not knowing if I'd ever come home again. I realized how vulnerable I, I was and how vulnerable we are, just saying. Um, and it motivated me to want to know if I was saved or not. I wanted to know God's Word to know if I was saved or not because I was at one of the worst prisons in the state of Tennessee for a while. It's South Central. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. Don't like talking about it. Shouldn't talk about it to a certain extent because the Bible says think on the best things. Um, so I was in fear for my life. Whoever had a part, whoever killed this man, um, whoever had a part in setting me up, they had power. And I was at a place where there were real murders, terrible people, some of the best people I ever met in my life, just saying. But um, not, not, I'll get there in a minute. But uh, there was real bad people there, and I knew I could be killed. So was that for the wrong, was it for the wrong reasons that I went to the Word to try to learn the truth, apply it to my life? Maybe not. But my mama sent me a verse um, a few years back that uh, that really helped me to open my eyes up to want to do it for a different reason. I don't think going to the Word to learn the truth and apply it to our life is, uh, you know, even if it's for the reason that we don't want to go to hell, um, I don't necessarily think that's a bad reason, but I got a better reason to do it now, and that's because God first loved us. Those people told me, they said, Adam, you're going to have to kill or be killed at this place. I said, I'm not going. Um, I said, I, I was like, the Bible says, be not brawlers of men. <laughs> um, I needed help. I was in a hopeless situation. So overwhelmed. But I trusted that if I did it God's way, I could grow from this. And so I grabbed hold of my Bible, started learning truth. I started realizing that life's all about choices. It don't matter who we are. It don't matter what situation we're in. We have the freedom to choose. There's a verse that says, um, God's faithful. Or, uh, I 
I forget, I forget the first part of it, but it talks about uh, no temptation has taken you, but such is common to man. I thought I was the only one going through what I was going through. But then that verse come about. What I was going through, people had went through long ago. People were going through it. People were going to go through it. The rest of the verse goes on to say, He won't tempt us above that we're able to bear, but always make a way to escape that we can bear it. We don't know the way to escape a lot of times. And then sadly, we, if, even if we do, we don't choose to take it. I promise you one thing. Uh, I, just because I went through what I went through, and that was crazy, um, especially now that I'm out of that situation, um, you want to say, man, I can't imagine going through that. And um, and I can't I can't either right now. It's when I was in that situation. It was sink or swim. And uh, back to the choice, I chose to swim. I propose we can all swim if we choose to. At the end of the day, what I do, what I'm doing right now. I hope it challenges you. I hope it challenges you in your everyday life. We all face adversities in life. But these adversities can be blessings in disguise if we got the correct mindset. If we got a spiritual mindset, we can look at any adversity, any challenge that comes our way, and I promise you, come, they come our way every day. Instead of running from them, we can grow from them. Just like gold, when it's put in a refining pot and off into the fiery furnace, it refines it. As it's being tried, tested, it purifies it as well. It becomes worth more. That's God's intentions for us. When we face everyday life adversities, we're supposed to count it all joy. Everything we go through, we're supposed to count it all joy. Because through those adversities, those challenges, we have the opportunity to be refined, purified, more mature, more Christ-like, more who others need us to be, more who God wants us to be, more prepared. We can draw closer to Him. We can rely on Him more. We can become motivated not to live this life for this life, but for the one to come. Um, I want to talk about something that it, it went on in the prison, you know. Um, speaking about the Bible studies. I didn't do this before this happened to me. But when this happened to me, it humbled me. I realized how vulnerable we are in life. I am and, you know, I was or we are in life. And um, 
I was motivated, like I said, to go to the Word, start learning the truth, apply it to my life. I needed help. And like I said, I was helped. But then I, I found myself desiring to want to help others. If I can be an innocent man in prison with 51 years and choosing to have the best days of my life, I mean, in prison, per se, there was only one other thing, or really two other things that was worse. Hmm, we'll go three. One was to be in there, I'm going to even put, a, put, a, put the worst one first, I think, is to be in there with life and to have a messed up charge. Murder is a messed up charge, but not like those messed up charges we, um, we can think about. Uh, some people are innocent with those messed up charges. But also some people are guilty, or even the people that are guilty, we, that we're, if we're where we need to be, we need to be challenging ourselves to reach out to everybody. Everybody has a soul. Those people went through a lot in that place. They weren't where they needed to be or they wouldn't have made those choices. So if we're where we need to be, we need to keep challenging ourselves to try to help people. I don't care who they are. But I'm just saying about, you know, that, that's an issue I always had a problem with. People that said they were good people, Christians, and yet they wouldn't invest in people's souls. I don't care who they are. Um, but to have to be on death row or to have life without. So the majority of people that I talk to every day, they either had life with the possibility of pro or they had 10 years, 12 years. They had um, 8 or 3, 2, 1, short-timers. And anybody that had less time than I had, I don't care if it's 40 years, I'd say, okay, now short-timer. Um, because at the end of the day, I knew that I could help these people. I could challenge, I could continue to challenge myself. As I growed, I could continue to challenge myself to try to help others as I was being helped. I think of that verse in Second uh, Corinthians that, um, you know, Paul says, inspired by God to the church at Corinth, he says, uh, by the God of all comfort, we're, com by, we're comforted by the God of all comfort, and we have the opportunity to comfort others by the comfort we're comforted with of God, the God of all comfort. I don't care who we are, what situation we're in. Matter of fact, the more we're going through in life, the more we can be comforted of the God of all comfort and the more we can comfort others. So in that situation, um, I was trying to start uh, the process of trying to talk with different people and uh, it wasn't going so great at first because you can't apply something you don't know. I just knew that I was being helped and I wanted to help others. So I would study with different individuals and um, I, found, I found it not only making a difference in my life because when we try to study with people, and what I'm trying to get you to do is realize that we need to be studying with people more than we are. But when I would try to study with people, it would challenge me not only to try to prepare myself, but then whenever I would talk with that individual, they would throw some, they would th throw some stuff at me, some curveballs, if you will,
And um, I, I didn't want to just ignore them. I wanted to give them an answer. And this says uh, it's everything that pertains to life and godliness, Second Peter. Um, if it deals with this life and living it in a godly manner, it's in here. So, um, what I'd do is I would sit people down and I'd ask them a question. I'd say, um, and I'm going to keep this, what's that mean? Are you serious? Oh, God. I didn't think I would be uh, discouraged to know that I had so, you know, just a little amount of time left. Man, um, I got a lot to say in five minutes. We can sit people down and ask them questions. We can say, hey, are you saved? Most people say, yeah. And um, if they do, hey, take it, write it down. Take a note, um, even if it's mentally. Then you ask them another question, what did you do to be saved? And when you ask them that question, what they did to be saved, listen carefully, because they're going to say all kinds of stuff. Most people say, I said a prayer. I accepted Christ into my heart. Um, accepted Christ as my personal Savior. I say all kinds of stuff. Or they may say, hey, you know, I was baptized. You can learn a lot from what people say if you ask questions. Ask questions. Listen carefully. And then say, are you willing, honest with yourself? Are you open-minded? Are you willing to go to the Word to learn the truth? At the end of the day, I'm not trying to say you're not saved. Um, I don't want to invest in your soul. I want to know you're saved. I want you to know you're saved. At the end of the day, you can know you're saved. If you're saved, great. If not, let's do something about it. And that's, that wasn't not, not so aggressive, but that was my approach. And I looked at, hey, out of ten people, nine out of the ten may reject the truth. So I didn't let that discourage me. That's what discourages us a lot of times. You know what I did? I let that motivate me. I said, you know what? If i got to go through nine to get to one, I'm going through nine. I'm looking for that one. And I found a lot of ones. Um, man, I had a lot more to say. You guys, I'm so thankful for you guys uh, coming out to the prison. And uh, this, I thought it was a lot farther, but um, these guys are difference makers. When I first got put back in prison, I got out one time after nine years. And um, I thought it was over with. Judge overturned my case on Christmas Day. And then I was justly free for ten months. And then they locked me back up after 10 months. Um, so I went back. I was at Bledsoe. There was no worship assembly of the Lord's church. We take this stuff for granted. Uh, there was no baptistry. The guys I was studying with, I knew I'd made a difference in my life by choosing to go to the Word, learn the truth over the last nine years. I'd made a difference in other people's lives. I knew what I, I, it was hard when I got locked back up. But I knew I had an opportunity to step out of my comfort zone, deny myself. I knew that I could grow. A very uncomfortable it is to be in that situation, to be in the situation I'm in now speaking to you guys. This ain't easy. But the more we do it, the better we'll get. And the better we get, the more effective we can be in helping others. There's a Bible verse that, um, that y'all got on the, the, um, the board out there, the sign. 
And uh, I'm going to give you an analogy. First, I want to say, remember, we're vulnerable in this life. The Bible says it's where we find the truth. It says it's what we're going to be judged by. He that rejecteth me and receives not my words has one that judges him. The word I've spoken, the same would judge him in the last day. We're all going to be judged by the word of God in the last day, whether we like it or not. It's a big deal. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7, 8, 9 says, If any of you, talking to the church at Corinth, I mean Thessalonica, if any of you are troubled, rest with us when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed in flame and fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction. This is nothing to be playing with. We're facing eternity, y'all. And we can step off into 153,000 people die every day. And how many of, you, how many of them you think that, that, that know it's going to be them that die that day? Not very many. We need to live prepared all day, every day. How sad if we're prepared we're not trying to help prepare others. Um, I have so much to say. One grain of sand, 150 years. Let's say it represents 150 years. You throw it on the seashore... That seashore represents eternity. That one grain of sand, 150 years. 150 years don't compare to eternity. Let's make good choices to invest in our souls and other souls. That word is a lamp unto our paths, a light unto our feet. You can. We live in a dark and evil world, spiritually speaking. It's like if you're without a light in the woods. You try walking through the woods without a light, you're liable to walk into a tree, a branch poke your eyeballs out, get bitten by a snake, walk in a hole, hurt your leg, walk off a bluff. There's a lot can go on in the woods in the dark. And the world, this dark and evil world, is worse than the dark woods. Um, if you take this right here, it's a lot. It helps us to see. That way we're not going to be stepping off, or we don't have to step off into the things that uh, can hurt us. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thankful for the opportunity to be here. Um, Glory to God.